Are you looking for truth from God's Word that you can understand and apply to your life? You'll find it today on Make It Clear with Dr. Stan Pons, Bible teacher and president of Florida Bible College in beautiful Orlando. Listen now as Stan makes it clear. Hi, my name is Stan Pons, and I want to welcome you to Make It Clear. I'm your radio host, as well as the president of Florida Bible College. And I know that many of you listen to Make It Clear regularly every day of the week, different times during the day, all over the place. And I thank you for that, and thank you for being with us. You'll remember that I mostly am a Bible expositor, so I teach the Word of God chapter by chapter, verse by verse, and sometimes word by word. And yet there are times that I break from that tradition and I bring a special guest to our program. I do that because really I have you in mind and I want to bring the best and the brightest of people that I believe that would be of great value to you to add value to your life as well. And today is no different. Today, I have a great man of God that has been used to communicate the gospel here in the United States and in other parts of the country. He's committed to the preciousness of the gospel. He wants to give the gospel correctly, clearly, compassionately, courageously, consistently, concisely, and of course, cheerfully. And I'd like you to meet my friend. His name is Freddie Coyle. He has a camp in Georgia, but more than that, he is used in churches and conference centers and youth meetings all over the place. And so, Freddie, welcome to Make It Clear. Thank you for being with us. Thank you, Stan. It's my privilege to be here. Tell us just briefly, how did you come to faith alone in Jesus Christ? My mom was a great woman of the Lord. She would have been a preacher, uh, I think, if she'd been a man probably in her day. Uh, She always had good truth in front of me. She always had a Bible in her lap or nearby. And we actually were on our way to, to church one morning. My parents were involved in a small church plant. Mom was my Sunday school teacher. And on the way that morning, she taught me John 3.16. I memorized it in the car, never forgotten it. And later the Lord brought me right back to that to um, confirm my salvation in Christ alone. That is great. Now, when you came to faith in Christ, I know you began to grow in the Lord through various people and means, et cetera. But somewhere along the line, you sensed a call to ministry. Tell me a little bit about that. How did you sense that God was wanting you to do more than just uh, have another job, that you were really called to reach this world for Christ? How did that happen? Well, my Uh, Church background was not very favorable when I was young. Uh, My parents were involved with that church plant because the church I was born into uh, had a nasty split. drove my parents away from church. They loved the Lord. They loved the Bible. My dad did everything he could do to have weekly instruction in the Bible for us. But uh, church was not my friend growing up. I was outside of church, but it was really through Florida Bible College and its graduates that I was really turned on to the idea of serving the Lord. It was really the power of the gospel that caused me to leave my shyness and want to serve the Lord. It's interesting how you have a wonderful balance. You personally reach people for Christ one-on-one. You encourage or instruct or teach people how to reach others, share that precious message of the hope that's found in Christ in various groups. You support the local churches in the sense that you want to help them teach their people how to present the gospel correctly and clearly. So tell us a little bit more about your ministry. What's the name of it, how it got started, and what value that it has to help other Christians? Our umbrella ministry, Stan, is Focus Evangelistic Ministries. We have been going since 1991, 
And that ministry is as simple as this. We're trying to do two things. Number one, we're trying to advance the clear gospel message of salvation by, by grace, through faith alone, in Christ alone. And then number two, for those who believe the gospel, we want to give them strong, sound Bible teaching that they can grow in grace and in the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ to full maturity that they become reproducers themselves. That's excellent. Now, what are some of the ways that you do that? That's kind of a great uh, mission statement as well as a practical objective is what you want to accomplish. But how do you do that? Our ministry um, has always been about doing whatever we can do to advance those two objectives. If it comes to a title, if I have to own a title, I would call myself an itinerant evangelist and Bible teacher. So under that frame of reference, I travel. I go everywhere, anywhere I'm invited, and I speak in churches. Uh, Church is our main avenue of ministry. We live in the church age. Um, Church is so important, can't be overblown. I never go against the church. I'm, I'm a minister inside the framework of the local church. So I do a lot of church meetings, sometimes one day. I do uh, series events. You call them here in the Deep South, revival meetings, call it a Bible conference. However it's billed, I'm going to do what I do, and that is take the Bible, open it up, show people a clear gospel message, and train believers how to live according to what the Bible says. We also have a new thing over the last few years we've put under the umbrella of Focus Evangelistic Ministries. And that's this place we call Grace Farm. Grace Farm is a youth camp and training center in Dewey Rose, Georgia, which is not far from my, as they say, stomping grounds. We just felt we needed to do more for our youth. And about 13 years ago, we began to tell our people we'd like to build our own camp and training center. And the body of Christ is making this happen out here uh, in the country. I'm actually at Grace Farm right now. Uh, looking over the work of what the Lord's people have done because they too have sensed this great need to help our youth culture to sustain the truth in the next generation. That's great. Tell us a little bit more about Grace Farm in the sense that um, do the people rent the facilities or do you put on your own programs and they they come to what you're doing, a combination of both? So kind of explain about Grace Farm in case someone says, hmm, this sounds very fascinating. Tell me more. Okay. Grace Farm right now in its current stage is not renting facilities to other groups who come in. Right now we run our own program and uh, that's a function of where we are as a ministry right now. We actually are still building Grace Farm, although we've been doing uh, our own camps here for about 12 years now. And what does a common week look like or time when someone comes to the camp? What would it look like? Well, a common week would be one of our camp events. That's a five-day event. Uh, We keep our costs very low. We have a scholarship program as well. We want to get our youth here for a typical week would be a youth week. And we want to bring them in, make them feel welcomed. We try and create an atmosphere of warmth and acceptance. And we want to immediately immerse them into the good gospel of Christ. And we will uh, format that week's teaching around basic things, elementary things, And we continue to add to build upon that foundation of faith in Christ alone. So that by the end of the week, we just expect that we're going to have uh, believers at every stage of the game, some who are only three or four days old in their faith. 
but we want to give them good, strong Bible principles that will work for them in a real world. Thank you very much. Again, for our listeners, you're listening to Make It Clear. Your host is Stan Pons, president of Florida Bible College. And our guest today is Freddie Coyle, who himself is an evangelist, but not just win them and leave them. His idea is to help people come to faith alone in Christ, but then to go on to become a fully obedient worshiper of the Lord and then repeating that process with others. Now, back to you, Freddie, for a moment here. You know, there are a lot of groups that say, I want to win them and train them. You could talk to them. Basically, they'll reduce it to win them and train them. What's the distinctive of your ministry from all these other ministries? And when you share that, share with us why you think that distinctive is so important. Well, the distinction above all others in all our ministries, that's whether I'm out on the road uh, in the U.S. or overseas or extending all the way into the ministries we do at Grace Farm. The distinction is the clarity of the gospel. The clarity of the gospel means that what we're trying to do is present the gospel in a way that leaves the hearer knowing full well that he or she doesn't have one possibility of making it into eternal life by some effort of their own, by religious living, giving, surrendering, sacrificing, or promising God whatever promises that they may or may not be able to keep, we are absolutely helpless to earn our own way to God. The clarity of the gospel says there's one way, one and only way. There are not two ways, only one, and that's bare naked faith in Jesus Christ because he died for all our sins, rose from the dead to prove his story was true, and left us with one thing to do in order to receive the gift of God, eternal life. That's what we think about at night. We wake up to think those thoughts of God's saving grace, and it empowers us to do what we do. Once we establish that foundation of clear gospel truth, then we can build on the many other things that allow someone to handle the issues they come to in life and to make decisions about whatever standards they may have or the direction that their own personal ministry or walk might take them in. But the gospel is the one essential thing that that we begin our ministries with. That is so true. We help our students here at Florida Bible College to understand that a person comes into this world already a sinner by nature, and then they live a sinful life by choice, and they cannot have anything in their life that will help them to get to heaven, whether it's social deeds, helping the poor, all that, or religious deeds of any kind, that it's truly by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone, for the glory of God alone, because of the Word of God alone. And I'm so glad that you are out there doing that. And I know that you do it in churches in various means, but it always boils down to making sure everyone hears a clear gospel every night or every day or every message that you speak, but also for those that know Christ, how to go on then to grow in their Christian walk. You have a camp that you'll do it with young people. And I really appreciate that. It's in Georgia. It's not far from Atlanta. So people can fly in or come into Atlanta and then come on over to where your camp is and be a part of that. If they would like to know more about you, your ministry, Grace Farm, would you give us the website for that? Stan, we have three websites. Would you like all? of them? Please. Okay. Our main website is actually my name, freddycoyle.org. Let me spell that. Freddie is F-R-E-D-D-I-E, coil, C-O-I-L-E.org, freddycoyle.org. You could get to our other two websites from that one 
those other two websites would be gracefarmonline.com. And the other is one that we just have relaunched uh, called truthtoyouth.com. That's interesting. You call it truth for youth. And I think that's a wonderful handle there that must say that while you'll reach anyone for Christ, you see the importance that it's critical to reach young people today. Why don't you speak to us and tell us why you think that's so important? Well, you're right, Stan. Um, It's interesting that two of the three websites we maintain are aimed at youth, one in particular for our ministries at Grace Farm, and the other, truthtoyouth.com, is for our youth everywhere. We want to get them more of this critical information that begins with the grace of God in our salvation, and it extends into the Christian life. They need a lot of help. I've always had a soft spot for kids. Uh, in all the years of my ministry, always summer has been for camp, and I travel all over America and speak in camps and always have a wonderful time in that. But about 13 years ago, uh, in particular, I, I took a couple of weeks and just did a study on the youth culture, and I read things from smart people who understood statistics and trends and all that, and it left me very unsettled. And it was then I decided we've we got to do more for kids. A few weeks later it's when the, the ministry at Grace Farm was framed in my mind. Kids are the future. I tell churches all the time, whatever it is that you're doing, if you're not translating that to kids, you're almost wasting your time. They are the future. And many times they're the present. What do you sense are the trends today with youth that are working the greatest against them to come to Christ? The uh, way of the culture away from the Word of God The Bible has come under attack, as you know, uh, from the beginning. The Bible has always been under attack. It stands alone today as the greatest book ever written. It is the Word of God. It's the all-time bestseller book uh, in the history of books. And yet it's come under attack in so many ways, usually stand in ways that are in a classroom that have no opportunity to be tested. A kid, even one uh, maybe raised in a church, goes off to college, he's in the university now, and in one of those freshman classes, a professor stands and says, the Bible is full of contradictions. And it becomes such a social pressure to stand against that kind of unsubstantiated, unsupported attack that so many of our students right now don't believe the Bible simply because the Bible has never been presented to them as a believable book. It should, and that's one of the failings of the church, to not present the Bible to its people as a completely believable book. And we leave our students at risk, and they go off to a university, and many of them have no recourse when they come against that kind of social pressure that misrepresents the Word of God. And this is why I'm so thankful for Florida Bible College and what it did for me. When I when I graduated from the University of Georgia, I, I knew I was going into the ministry. I was already in the ministry, but I wanted formal Bible training. I had a choice. I could have gone anywhere in the world to receive that formal Bible training, but I went to Florida Bible College because I knew here's an institution that's going to stand for the authority of Scripture. I'll never have an argument with one of my professors about the truth of the Bible, and I'm so glad I made that choice. I'm really glad to hear you say that. The school continues today with that great biblical tradition of really helping the students to have sound doctrine, an overview of the Bible so they can look at Scripture from Genesis to Revelation, but then to drill down deeply into each book 
to know about spiritual life, to know that evangelism also should include discipleship, but at the same time be separate from one another so it's not discipleship evangelism. We also are wonderfully uh, instructed uh, by some great teachers that are here at FBC Now to help these people learn how to study the Bible on their own, to have good hermeneutics, to have a deep spiritual life. So I'm so grateful to hear that. And I'm grateful for what you're doing around the country because we have uh, younger brothers and sisters that are gaining this. We have older brothers and sisters that haven't gotten it are now coming back to get it. But you're out there literally on the front line. Now, if some of the folks listening today says, you know, I really like the spirit of Freddie Coyle. I really like his passion, his clarity of the message. I'd like to get more of Freddie and what he has to teach. Do you have um, resources of yours particularly that you would offer to them and what it would be and how they would get those resources from you? The best way to uh, correspond to us, Stan, would be through those websites that that uh, I have mentioned to you before. FreddieCoyle.org would be the lead website. You could correspond uh, through that. Stan, I wish we had more resources available. Uh, when I was at Florida Bible College, Dr. Seymour impressed on me uh, the need for printed material. Of course, now we have so many resources online that also can come to play to help people. I wish we had more of that, but I'll tell you, Stan, I've had a problem, and that is that, that uh, I'm speaking so many times uh, and traveling that I have a hard time developing resources at this stage in my ministry, but I'm hoping to do more of that in the future. And we're trusting the Lord to send us some people that will be able to help us with some of those resources and the production of media. So hurry and get us some graduates from Florida <laughs> Bible College and make, maybe can come our way. We'd certainly do that because it is important that our faculty and others become authors to write or to produce the kind of resources that will live on uh, beyond them in other places. And you being one, too, I am going to pray that you will have a settled time in your life where you can uh, produce more of that, which now segues into another important question. You know, this is what you're doing, and it takes a lot of work to be faithful and maintain what you're doing with integrity. You're doing that, doing it well, and there's no chink in any of that armor. But at the same time, leaders need to be visionaries. All great leaders that were biblical they always had a, a focus on the future, focus on growth, focus on what more we can do. So without any kind of weird vision, what would be some of the things you are trusting the Lord to do with you and your ministry as you move into the next decade? Well, we want to finish the facility at Grace Farm. Right now, I'm looking out a big window. I'm in, our, I'm in the loft of our barn building. I'm looking out over the lodge building. That building is a cornerstone of, of Grace Farm, and um, we're at about 90% stand. We're almost ready to uh, lock out that building and be able to put it into use. We could double uh, how many campers we can host at Grace Farm. So that's an immediate need. Um, at long range, as we look in the next decade, Stan, I get so excited about about training anyone in the Word of God, but especially as we look towards uh, our youth ministries. Ten years from now, the ones that we call kids who maybe sit on the back row of churches, they're going to be leading the churches. They're going to be pastoring churches. They're probably going to fight wars, elect governments, and all kinds of things. That can be scary for us even to think of, but, but we have to overcome that, and we have to brace the reality here, and that is that we have in our youth one of the largest mission fields in the world. 
speaking of the mission field, here's a number that's interesting to me. We have today over 500,000 missionaries serving across the world who would say, I'm a missionary because of a decision I made when I was a kid at camp. And so that, that number alone fires me up about what we're doing at Grace Farm and also our good training institutions like Florida Bible College who are readying for the future this great big population of our youth. And this is no time to stick our head in the sand and hope things get better. This is a time to give ourselves, to throw our passion, our involvement, our time, our money into the ministry that will raise up a new generation that will stand and sustain the truth of the gospel and the good truths of scripture for growing believers. I'm glad you said that because I remember that it was at a camp that Florida Bible College hosted that I had already trusted Christ when I went to the camp, but it was at camp that I surrendered to the Lord, not to get saved, not to stay saved, but because I was saved. And it was my way of saying thank you to the Lord for what he's done for me. I said, Lord, I'll, I'll go and do and be. I want I want you to have my whole life. But I, I didn't just want to be a good butcher, baker, candlestick maker. I want to do ministry. You know, and so camp is so vital because the kids are really separated from all that technology, all the distraction. And they can really, and I say this in the proper sense, hear the voice of the Lord through the word, through godly leaders and and camp counselors and speakers. So camp is a good place. Let's go back to uh, Grace Farm for just a minute here. When you talk about having camps there generally during the summer, are they only for children or are they for teens or do you split them up? How, How do you handle that type of camp? Well, we normally, right now in our summer schedule, we will have an an event available for a kid as young as eight years old, although we've had a a seven-year-old or two if the situation uh, is good with a family member already here. And we go all the way through age 18 and even into college in some of our service events. When I say service event, I mean that's not a, a typical camp setting, but we do an event called the Georgia Missions Project. Here's a doorway into missions. It's a chance for uh, high school age and college age um, generational students to come and serve. They raise a little support like missionaries do to give them that experience. And they come in and uh, we do a lot of fun things. I can't imagine doing anything uh, that didn't didn't have its share of fun in it. But those... Uh, participants come in to work and they serve the Lord in various ways. On any given day, we'll do Bible training twice a day, once in the morning, once in the evening. And the rest of the day would be in doing service projects, either here at Grace Farm or in the local community or in doing outreach. And that is a really fun week and we feel good about it. A lot of our campers who've done camp and the Georgia Missions Project tell us that the Missions Project means more to them than camp does, which is an amazing thing. Well, you know, when you're out there getting dirty for God, I call it, it has an effect on you when you know the real purpose you're doing this is really not just to make earth a better place to go to hell from, but an opportunity to share the gospel while we're doing things to help mankind. Well, listeners, I want you to know how grateful I am that you've been with us today. My name is Stan Pons, president of Florida Bible College and Bible teacher on Make It Clear. Our guest today is Freddie Coyle. He's an evangelist that not only is winning people to Christ, but he's also training others to do that. He has a camp ministry. And I encourage you to go to his website. His website is freddycoil.org, F R E D D I E, coil, C 
O-I-L-E.org and find out more information about him. And if you're thinking about Bible college and wanting to get the word of God either taught on campus, online, and even in country, then you give us a call or go to our website, floridabiblecollege.com. That's floridabiblecollege.com. Thank you for listening. We're here for you. Give us a call. Let us know how you can reach you. We'd love to be able to do that. Freddie, thank you so much for being with us today. What an outstanding man and an outstanding program. But greater than that is the outstanding gospel that saves people by faith alone in Jesus Christ. Freddie, thanks for being with us. It's my joy, Stan. I appreciate you so much and what you're doing through Make It Clear. We had a volunteer at Grace Farm just this morning who told me you just spoke to someone out in San Antonio who was listening to Make It Clear Radio. Amen. I'm so glad that you shared that. And may the Lord continue to use you in a mighty way, my brother. And we're going to bring you back on again, because I know you've got more that you'd like to share, especially on what makes the gospel so clear that we should present it. God bless you all. Until next time, this is Stan Pons with Make It Clear in Florida Bible College. Bye-bye. You're listening to Make It Clear with the teaching of Dr. Stan Pons, founder of Make It Clear Ministries and president of Florida Bible College in beautiful Orlando, Florida. Make It Clear is dedicated to taking the Word of God with clarity into every person's world. It is the support of listeners like you who make the ministry of Make It Clear possible. You can provide your tax-deductible gift to Make It Clear online by going to makeitclear.org. Or you can mail your gift to Make It Clear. P.O. Box 607-901, Orlando, Florida, 32860. Thank you for helping us make it clear. If you would like to have Dr. Pond speak at your church or event, please send us an email at tellmemore at makeitclear.org. Thank you, and remember to make it clear.